0: All right, let me go ahead and get this turned down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode 176 of do rags and boat shoes it has been a hot damn minute since i've done a show it's been what a little bit over a month or something like that so i apologize for that but uh work's been crazy and having a new baby is whooping our ass i ain't gonna lie um We got her now sleeping in her own room. You know, we got the little monitor going on and shit like that. And it's like some nights, you know, she'll sleep for, you know, like two hours and, you know, up every two hours, you know, breastfeeding. And then uh, some nights, you know, we'll get lucky. And uh, last night we got lucky. She went down around 10. We didn't wake up until like 430. So it's just these sporadic patterns of her just you know sleeping for six hours straight or sleeping for you know two hours waking up every two hours and shit like that but most of the time she wakes up you know around you know 2 and then you feed her change her feeder put her back down you know rock her back to sleep and then she'll get back up probably about seven feed her in the morning and then you know she'll get back up probably about 10 and she'll just be up for the you know for the day with naps throughout so she's trying to get her on a decent sleep schedule she is two months now and it is uh she's getting to the point where she can react to faces and things like that like if you smile at her or she ain't seen you in a minute like when i get home and she'll hear my voice and then i'll pick her up and she'll start smiling at me so the rewards are coming but uh this shit is hard it is it is tough it is tough and uh you know my main goal is to you know just take care of my wife make sure she's in a good headspace, you know because just how the family dynamic is you know fellas you know you got to take care of your lady make sure she's good and she'll take care of the baby if that makes sense you know you got to make sure you prioritizing her um you know and just you know just taking care of all of her needs and wants you know just so she'll have the strength you know to take care you know your little one you know what i'm saying you know i definitely help out and things like that but that's the main thing is to recharge you know my wife's battery you know what i'm saying so just doing little things for her and you know having a little you know little date nights and things like that like we'll watch a movie and order takeout and shit like that and you know go for walks and things like that just sort of deep engaging conversations you know and just letting her unload on me about you know frustrations and things like that so um yeah so i'm just taking care of the wife you know making sure that um you know that her battery is always recharged so um but that's just what's been going on with me um let's see what else been going on out here it's just you know I'm uh it is right now it's about you know 3 30 in the morning that I'm recording this right now because I just got done you know changing and feeding baby girl so I was just like you know what let me go ahead and knock out a show because it is hard for me to go back to sleep and I've also been working on a project that I hope that you guys will support in 2021 you know that's the goal that I have set uh, is to have it done by uh, this time next summer, so um, I'm just still keeping that under wraps because Basically, you don't want to reveal what you're doing until you know I, I, I like to do it, you know once it's already done and reveal it, but you know, I'll probably talk about it You know, maybe when I'm halfway through um, But anyways, uh, so I've been putting all my creative juices, you know towards this project that I'm working on and uh, that's also a reason that I haven't, you know, knocked out a show in uh, so long, because I just really been focusing on that, doing research and, you know, putting this project together. So hopefully, you know, you guys will like it. I, th- I know you will. And uh, like I said, uh, next summer is the goal. So around June of 2021 is what I'm giving myself. But it might be if this quarantine shit keeps on popping like this you know i might you know get it done even before then it might be around spring of 2021 um that i'll have this project out for y'all and uh y'all can enjoy it um let's see what's been going on though during this quarantine it's just crazy now because we're in may you know late may uh hopefully you guys you know the ladies out there had a great mother's day and hopefully you know all of our people who served and things like that had a uh, you know, a wonderful Memorial Day and thank you for your service. Um, but what is wild right now is just like America just got tired and was just like, fuck it. Uh, we're going to lift this quarantine. Because I know here in the state of Nebraska, pretty much, um, you know, we were locked down for it wasn't even a month. We were supposed to be locked down for like 21 days um and then that really didn't happen and companies just voluntarily kind of shut down like the malls was always open uh the outlet mall was always open and they caught some flag that outlet mall out there in gretna we have a you know kind of like legends uh down in kc and just different outlet malls that you know have like the nike factory outlet adidas you know polo uh you know ralph Lauren polo and shit like that and under armor so we have one of those out in gretna and they cost some flack because they was talking just cash shit you know being real right wing with it so it was the owner was talking real greasy and uh just trying to shit on the mainstream media here about uh because they were talking about they were going to open and all this other stuff uh the owner was talking about he's getting all these phone calls from um you know from shoppers and shit like that talking about we need something to do blah 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 and all this other shit so they're just going to open up and so people were like oh this is even before the governor even said anything about trying to reopen the state because this was during the 21 day quarantine that was supposed to happen we we're supposed to you know be shut down for i think a little i think it's be four weeks it might have been 28 days but so They put a post up on Facebook and they were just arguing with folks in the comments Whoever was running the social media and shit like that And uh, because most folks were just like, you know, this is too early You're putting workers in harm and jeopardy and all this other shit And um, but most folks didn't know that the Gretna outlet mall was already open It's just that companies like, you know, Nike, Polo and all these other places They just, you know, shut down with the rest of the country Which is like, nah, we ain't about to, you know, put our employees at risk and so uh then they try to backtrack and say it's going to be a soft opening so a soft opening you know is just pretty much you don't even announce it it's just something that opens up and then the grand opening is like a week or two later and so they said this soft opening was uh you know for for employees to get back into the habit of um pretty much uh like cleaning uh putting up uh protective barriers and shit like that how they got all these cashiers sitting in these penalty boxes and stuff like that with the plexiglass and stuff like that and uh and they they still they were on twitter still arguing with folks and shit like that then they finally just deleted their account so they were just looking real funny in the light but now here we are in the end of um may about to creep into june and they're thinking that um you know this, this is going to be like the flu you know how in the summer that you know it's harder for the flu virus to uh basically you know spread because most people are outside and it's hot and it's humid and it really can't survive like that so that's what they're seeing with this they think they're projecting with this uh 19 shit uh but the problem here in nebraska is now our medical centers are just like yo y'all opened up all these fucking stores OK, it's starting to get real here because we didn't we never really felt the crunch here because folks were pretty much smart about everything. Like all these places just really shut down. And, um, you know, we we're having, you know, daily um, conferences with the, the mayor here, Mean Gene Stothard, and in uh, old. Uh, Thumbhead uh, Pete Ricketts, our governor, so there was it was just you know continue practicing social distancing, wear a mask out in public, and uh, shit like that. And so even though this is a red state, people were still following um, you know those guidelines. You know that which is which is wild to me uh, because you're seeing how folks in other uh, Democratic-led Governors, you know, uh, states, they they these folks are out marching without masks on showing up on uh, the state Capitol building with, you know, AR-15s, handguns and waving Trump flags and shit like that. And what's crazy to me, I don't understand why you out here waving a Trump flag when he's so-called leading this country during this pandemic. And these are just guidelines and rules coming from federal level on down. So what I, it's, it's, it's just fascinating to me um, to see just the illogical leaps um, that these people will go to just to basically you know spew their own rhetoric and you know trying to pawn off their beliefs. but so but going back to here in Nebraska, it's uh like I said, the medical centers are starting to feel the crunch of uh, because we're these cases are rising and me being a delivery driver and always being out in the city like my job you know provides us with ppe uh, as far as we have a safety vest that says you know stay six feet away from me and we have to continuously wear a mask and we can't go through like the front of the stores that we deliver to like sometimes if we're outside you know waiting to get in and you know sometimes you you know you keep calling trying to get in and um you'll have to just walk around to the front of the store and you know physically grab a manager or physically hunt down a manager like yo i'm at the back i need to unload you know and they'll let you in and shit like that to unload but they said even now just keep calling and then if the you know you hit that 30 minute window just call you know our dispatch team and tell them hey I gotta take this shit back to the warehouse because nobody came and opened the door. They don't even want us going through the front doors now to interact with customers and it's still like that. And they provided us providing us with a hazard pay you know so we get an extra couple hundred bucks a week which is nice and um you know they they have a thing like if we get it we'll have you know two weeks off uh paid and it won't go against our sick time or vacation time it's just straight up covid pay um so which is which is dope and then they hired our company hired a bunch of people too they created a bunch of jobs and shit like that which was which was pretty dope during this pandemic but um it's just it's terrifying to see that they open back up like restaurants that's 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 the scary thing um and so one of the 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 dirtball thing that's going on right now here in the state is uh you know during the months of april and may um so part of march i think march april may um They basically, you know, the governor kind of, you know, put his foot down and said that, you know, nobody can be kicked out uh, for rent, you know, for not paying their rent because they've been laid off and shit like that. But now that is going to be lifted um i think in june so if you haven't paid your rent at all you know and you know for april and may and you got your june rent coming up uh you about to be out on the street and so there was an article floating around um that was basically saying that you know here in douglas county there's already like 150 cases uh about to be down at the courthouse um for eviction and even more to come but they they're urging you know um uh, these uh you know these companies these management companies these landlords to uh work with the tenants but i think it's just gonna be business as usual you know you're gonna have to fork up you know three months rent and so the thinking from the governor is well you were getting unemployment plus you was getting that extra six hundred dollars a week covid pay and you got your stimulus you know your little twelve hundred dollar stimulus check so you should have enough money to um you know cover those you know three months worth of rent and you know some people you know they had other fucking bills too uh, but um so we'll see how that plays out um hopefully there's going to be you know a lot more leniency and people can just work on paying that off um but i don't know it's gonna be tough um you know seeing people you know, out on the street, if they are, if they do get kicked out, uh, cause three months worth of rent, that's, that's a lot of fucking money, you know what I'm saying, that's, you know, for some folks, that's damn near three racks, you know what I'm saying, so that's, that's a lot of fucking money to, to fork over, you know in in this time like and what was fascinating to me is just how we see so many articles and i probably talked about this uh on one of the last uh pandemic episodes or something like that what's fascinating to me is we see these companies just folding left and right like uh, i think is what jc pennies um what else is folding um is it neiman marcus they might be folding. Um, th- there's just so many just retail companies just folding and you're like, you see how so many articles will coming out and wagging their finger at people telling the folks you need to have at least, you know, six months of uh income saved up of of your bills you know in a savings account just in case it hits the fan it's just like what about these businesses like the country as soon as the country shut down like across like when it was late march like in that month of april you started seeing such and such filed for bankruptcy such and such is about to close you know 150 stores and it's just like oh you guys this whole this whole corporation didn't have six month savings It's like they were just is is wild to see just how so many companies were just uh depend on bailouts and are just living uh so to speak paycheck to paycheck just like most of america that that was just fascinating to me just to see how easily a lot of this infrastructure will crumble You know, just as something as simple as, you know, something like this super flu that we're dealing with, you know, folks staying home and keeping their money in their pocket and not even online shopping, you know, with um, just so many businesses, non-essential businesses, just just folding, just just imploding on them on themselves. So there's so many companies that's just closing down and uh, and I don't want to see another fucking article from some. From some schmuck, you know, working for like uh, Forbes Money or something like that, talking about why you need to have this much money saved in your account if somebody's not making a living wage. You see what I'm saying? It's because it's just you see so many companies were trying to get bailouts and the airline industry was just about to fold on its fucking self if they didn't get that the first bailout from that stimulus package right but um uh some good things have been coming up out of this uh pandemic i think people have um have learned to be at peace with themselves. Uh, I feel like people have learned to enjoy their family more. And uh, I I honestly believe with this whole COVID-19 bullshit, it was a way of, I feel like it was karma for us. It was a way of uh, the earth just to be like, yo, y'all need to chill the fuck out for a minute. Like y'all just need to cool the fuck out and you know just rest just be at peace and rest you know what i'm saying so um shout out to everybody who was out here trying to flatten the curve but i honestly believe that this was a situation where you know it's just karma just like you're doing too much like i seen like before uh and after photos of like la and how you could see the skyline clear as day you know with uh after the you know the, the stay at home orders and shit like that because it usually is just covered in smog and you just see animals just out here having a time of their lives you know you see so many videos on twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram of like just wild animals just out just you know trotting around in the city like oh this is this is a, this is a nice place it's a nice place I don't have to be in this forested area maybe I can maybe I want to walk on the motherfucking sidewalk you know <laughs> so I I really do believe this is just like just some sort of karma of just us with pollution and shit like that and uh you know I know we like to you know just kind of you know be wrapped up in our own world but this really just made us slow the fuck down and appreciate everyone in our lives you know and even uh i know my uh in-laws they came down you know after being you know self-quarantining you know for weeks you know to make sure that you know they wouldn't be you know asymptomatic or you know have any you know bring anything down for the baby so um you know my mother-in-law she stayed with us for like a week And then, uh, you know, then my father-in-law came down and then, uh, just hanging out with my grandma, you know, having her hang out with the baby and then my mama, you know, hanging out with the baby and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's just nice, you know, without all the, the hubbub of, you know, shit that's going on in the world, you can just really tell, you know, family wise on both ends of our family, is just more appreciative and, uh, You know, just how much we mean to each other. You know what I'm saying? So you just really appreciate family more. and You appreciate friends more during this time. And it's just like, hey, we just need to, you know, focus on really what's important. And that's each other and taking care of each other. Um, But, uh, you know, there's been some good TV going on, too, during this quarantine. You know, shout out to uh, ESPN for dropping that last dance uh, documentary on MJ and the uh, Chicago Bulls of the 90s. And just watching that whole 10 part series, uh, man like I, i'm ready for it to just drop because it's, it's netflix presents it right so i'm just waiting on that 10 part series to hit netflix too because i'm gonna watch that shit again and uh they did a great job of you know uh going back you know talking about mike's early career and then flashing forward to that last season uh with the bulls and you know there's just so much that because I was so, you know, I I was there for all the titles. I was there for all the titles from uh, when Mike won in 91 against Magic all the way, you know, to Utah. And, you know, I really understood the last three uh, titles, you know, because I was, uh, you know, coming into, uh, you know, being into a teenager and stuff like that and uh but just to see these stories and um the people who were there that was pretty amazing that was pretty amazing but one thing that a lot of people don't know and i know mike was talking about he said it's gonna make people look at him a different way is uh you know mike uh was just vicious he was vicious towards his teammates Uh, opponents uh, but with his teammates it was always one of those things we have to win by any means necessary you know I need to push you to that point where you're gonna be you know the ter- one of the toughest people on this court and you're gonna go to war with me and i'm not gonna ask you to do anything that i wouldn't do myself but you know at the time you're like dude like you're fucking michael jordan and i'm fucking you know judd bushler <laughs> you know what i'm saying but uh he he got those guys to be you know the best at you know the best version of themselves and uh what was crazy to me was just how much what mike needed something to set him off just so he could play with that fire that anger that 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 like hatred And uh, one of the stories was uh Was that LeBradford Smith uh, When they were playing a back to back I forgot what team LeBradford played for But uh, he lit Mike up for like 37 And uh, Mike said that he Came up to him after the game and said Good game and the next game I think the guy Had like I don't know like 12 points Or some shit like that and Mike went off For like 45 or something And uh, th- that never happened The guy never came up to Mike and said you know good game or some good game mj or some shit like that but he needed he would create these you know these these slights you know him being slighted by an opponent in his head to just get to the point where he would just be out there and just ready to destroy because he was just so much better than his competition but he still needed just something to keep him that focused on um on the game so that that was crazy to see just the the level that he would go to to compete uh, at that that at just just to take it to another level, even though he was the star of all stars, just to take it up to just another notch and just make up stories. And it was just the, the most minor shit. It was like when uh, he said he was eating dinner before the 96 finals and uh, he was in the same restaurant as George Carl, the Supersonics coach, the Seattle Supersonics coach and Seattle need a team, by the way. But uh, he was saying that, you know, he spoke to George and George and say shit to him He's like, OK, that's all I needed. You know, it, and there were so many instances uh, in that documentary with Mike just like, OK, that's all I needed. You know that, you know, that it, it's just like, dude, you are a fucking psycho. And what was even crazier was uh, the last episode or it was the second to last episode. I think it was the last episode when they were heading to Utah and mike was in the back of the the team bus had on his headphones and he was just killing it just moving his head you know left to right just turnt the fuck up like mike was just turned to the highest level and this nigga was listening to kenny Lattimore. i'm like this nigga is a psycho like he was turnt up to Kenny Lattimore like he was listening to Kenny Lattimore like it was Chief Keith like you know like it was a old Lil John Bia Bia you know it was like like it was some crunk record you know like it was some ludicrous or something like it was uh like it was just something like something intense you know what I'm saying like it was some hard rock or you know just some gangster rap like he was just turned in that back of the bus just you know shaking his head snapping and this motherfucker like what you listen to oh it's Kenny Lattimore he was like it's a friend of mine if you didn't know he's like this, this ain't even out yet and he was just turnt I'm like to Kenny fucking Lattimore like that's that two step music, but Mike in the back, like like he listening to these bitches love so, so you know <laughs> Like Mike, you listening to fucking Kenny Lattimore, like that was crazy. But I was watching uh what was it? Uh it wasn't first take, but it was something on ESPN, um, and uh it was T-Max, so Tracy McGrady and uh, Richard Jefferson, and they were on uh it might have been just some NBA show on ESPN, but they were talking about uh, the wave of players that's going to come out of this uh, from this last dance documentary is going to be amazing. And that's that's the main thing that I took away from this is there's some kid right now, some, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kid who watch this and it's just like yo i'm about to go out here and demolish everything especially in this era of uh you know the trophy kids the participation trophies everybody is best friends you know i'ma let you score on me you let me score on you you know just that kind of shit i'ma let you you know show me how you can dunk like this i'll show you how i dunk like that just giving up easy buckets and uh so it's going to come out you're going to see some amazing players you know who's gonna really come up out of this uh from the last dance because because it's a reminder of how great michael was and what it took for him to be undefeated in the finals you know in this uh documentary even though it showed it shed light on mj's uh personality and just how kind of um how much of an asshole he was you know at times um but it's just there's no comparison between him and LeBron and I hate how they try to compare LeBron and MJ and they just skip over Kobe like rest in peace like Kobe they didn't even happen you know I could even deal with a Kobe LeBron comparison even though I, Kobe I feel like is uh, you know 10 times better but it's just the disrespect just to leap over, just like, oh fuck Kobe. Fuck what Kobe did. And just go straight to MJ. It's like, nah, you can't even do that. Like you can't do that. But anyways, um, let's see what else happened. Insecure started back. Um, so this season is pretty dope just to see Issa and uh Molly kinda you know, kinda going at it. And um, you know, is is it really kinda shows, you know? how their friendship really was you know because now Issa is like really doing her thing and that kind of fucks with molly you know it kind of fucks with her that, you know her life ain't you know all fucked up and you know bruised battered and torn you know what i'm saying so now it's just like Issa really getting her shit together and it's just really fucking with molly and it's just it just it makes you kind of look at your own friendships you know what i'm saying like damn like like you kind of you kind of look at your own friendships like okay shit all right but yeah it's a great season uh I'm happy about it I ain't going to give too much away cuz I know a lot of folks um you know like to binge watch it you know after everything uh you know airs on HBO Go or HBO Now or whatever or HBO Max. I don't know why HBO got so many fucking apps. It makes no sense. So I ain't gonna give too way too many spoilers. But this is a really good season of Insecure. Um, let's see what else going on in that good old summer damn jam screen. Hopefully y'all ain't feeling too bad out there. Um, oh yeah, timeout back open. Man, I I ain't been yet, but um, cause that line was too fucking long for me. Like it opened up last Tuesday. And uh, y'all know Tuesday's my off day, and uh, it was open from like 11.30 to like 6, and it got so bad that uh there had to be law enforcement out there directing traffic now time out if you don't know is one of the best chicken spots black owned chicken spots here in the city the owner passed away a few months ago and uh you know people thought it was gonna go the way of king fongs uh which is one of the best chinese food you know this side of the mississippi i don't care what you say um but they never did open up is they they king fongs is a chinese restaurant restaurant king fong i've always put an s to everything and it annoys my wife but i ain't gonna disrespect my ancestors and not add an s so king fong's was a, a chinese restaurant that is just a staple in omaha um downtown restaurant and they would always take like a couple months off uh for vacation but this time they just never came back you was like yo what the fuck but um time out the owner passed may he rest in peace and uh it still was in the family but he was the owner and uh you know they just kind of had to work through that and uh work through this pandemic and shit like that and they finally opened up you know after a few months which was dope uh, got a new uh you know menu not a actual new items on the menu but a new menu up which is nice and, um, yeah, people waited in line, you know, uh, two, three hours to, you know, get that chicken and chicken slaps. It slaps, the cheeseburger slaps. It's the only place I know where I get a two piece dark um, with a roll and some fries and I'll get a cheeseburger, too, you know, and a strawberry soda. You know, get that sweet ass Fanta because it just helps with the cayenne pepper on the chicken. But um, so I'll probably try to hit that tomorrow um after uh, we take baby girl to the uh doctor because she has to get her shots and a checkup and then um yeah i got some carpet people coming to uh why the fuck is carpet so expensive like we got a, a little finished part of our basement it's not even that big uh it's where i'll be playing game at uh playing my playstation at down there and uh y'all can add me on playstation network abz17 abeezy17 and um it'll have a pic my profile picture is of, of ken masters from uh, street fighter because i fuck some shit up in street fighter with ken don't don't play with me most people like to go with ryu but nah, nah. ken ken got hands all day but anyways um so it's so it's the stairs and it's just it's just a, it's a small area it's a it's a it's not like even a full room it's just you know it's like it's like my office then there's like the big wall and then there's just a small part uh, that's finished uh where the fireplace is at and like so we we're going with a place uh just uh not too far from us a little local place um and it's still like damn near a thousand bucks though for uh for the carpet and the stairs and shit it's like 40 yards and then uh we because we tried uh, a bigger carpet place here and them motherfuckers was talking about damn near two racks it was like 18 and some change and i was like because we thought it was gonna be a good deal because they're like oh the pad is included blah 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 and i <clears throat> and i painted the basement and everything is gutted out so you don't have to you know you don't have to move any furniture so there's no fees for that and shit like that and all you gotta do is just rip up the old carpet and so yeah they were talking about like 1800 bucks then i talked to the mart you when know, my wife talked to the mart and it was like uh it was around the same price i'm like what the fuck and then they're talking about you know the labor is free though like but it's still almost two racks though you know so we're going with this uh this local place and we just getting some you know because the carpet that and this I don't know. My house was built in '45. This carpet probably been down here since goddamn shit, probably since maybe like '83. This old as vanilla carpet or whatever. So yeah, so I went ahead and painted it. It looks a lot better, and you know, so we're gonna get just some real cheap carpet and a pad down here, just so when you know our baby girl is older, she have a little kicking spot, you know, with her friends and shit like that. So this this won't be my gaming room anymore. So most likely I'll probably be fucking gaming up in the bedroom or something once she becomes a little a little bit older and stuff like that but it's cool so we got carpet people coming out. That's the only thing that sucks. It's just having a, you know, working hard and not having a relaxing day on your day off, you know, because I have split days off. So it's just like, man, got to go to the doctor, you know, got carpet people coming. And then, uh, then we got to find a fence company because uh, the Amazon driver, he backed into our fence and like cracked a post. So now we got to get a, now they're like, hey, just send us a quote you know uh of how much is gonna be to repair your fence and you know and i think they'll just you know cut us a check or whatever so they investigated and found that yeah this motherfucker did hit our fence blah 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 i'm just like all right whatever so that's frustrating and so i gotta deal with that tomorrow and yeah and now it's you know four o'clock in the morning almost four o'clock in the morning and i'm talking to y'all so this is you know how i'm gonna get this podcast knocked out but there'll definitely be more but um let's see what else is going on at that good old summer damn jam screen um did y'all see that Karen at Central Park earlier today that was crazy as shit there was a brother that was out uh, bird watching at Central Park and um, this happened just a few hours ago and uh, there's a and, and he was asking this woman he got her all on film and there's this woman who doesn't have her dog on a leash and you always have, you always have to have your dog on a leash. And so she's like walking up on this brother and she's she's talking about don't don't film me. Don't film me. She's like choking the shit out the dog. Cause she's pulling the dog by the collar and the dog is like freaking out and shit. And so this woman gets on the phone and she's and she's telling the man, I'm gonna call the police on you and say that you're threatening me like she's she's blatantly lying and all he did was ask her to put her dog on the leash you know he's out there bird watching and shit like that and it's rightfully so don't nobody want no fucking dog running up on them and shit like that it's you know i don't give a fuck what kind of dog it is it's still a danger you know dog just running up and you know might bite an ankle or something or shit if it's a big dog you know might take a chunk out of you or some shit like that so he had every right to do so like hey you need to be following the rules of the park keep your fucking dog on the leash now he didn't say anything rude like that so he's just filming her and this lady is she's just going off like i'm gonna call the police on you and i'm gonna tell them there's an african-american man threatening me and all this other shit and what we've been seeing online recently with this quarantine is just how white women have been losing their minds like literally losing their minds at different stores um at you know different uh uh service places like i seen one this lady was at ups and she was just acting a fucking fool uh she was like shaking a plexiglass barrier and then there was another woman she was at a uh, cell phone store and she was like talking about the the. It was like a either a, uh, like a East Indian dude or like a Hispanic cat. I don't. I couldn't tell. Uh, and she was like yelling at him and saying that he was a demon and all this other shit. And then there was a situation at a grocery store where uh, they required you to wear a mask um, to shop, which is you know that's fine, right? Um, There has been many, many of medical professionals and scientists uh, showing proof that, you know, the mask help, even if it's just a cloth mask. There was even a a woman, a medical worker. I forgot what she does. I think she um, she works in a laboratory, but she did two things with a Petri dish. She coughed into a Petri dish with a mask on and she coughed without one. And she just showed the spray, and then just all the dots in the petri dish, right? And uh, it was just um, it was just like damn near nothing compared to a whole lot of something. And so, um, and so we've been seeing just these these influx of white women just going off and losing their minds by being told, you know, what to do. And uh, a brother said this uh, uh, a lot better than I did. He said that during this quarantine, you can tell who's, who, who, who have never been told no in their life. And you just see these people and it's mainly white women that we're seeing just out here losing their fucking minds there was one woman that was at like the post office or it was a ups store uh like i said she was slamming the she was uh like shaking the pe- plexiglass barrier and then there was another woman at a like a ups store she deliberately started coughing towards the worker you know because she was mad about something she was in there with a tank top on with no bra no mask on just looked hideous and she just start coughing and then you have this situation right here uh with this uh with this woman out here in central park and uh, she just built, blatantly just lied to the brother, just said, I'm going to call the police and say that you're threatening me to hurt me. And so she gets on the phone calling 911 and she's talking about the cops need to be here right now. There's an African-American man filming me and threatening to harm me. And I just need you here now. And she starts crying and just going into victim mode. And, uh, you know, people. People really, uh, you know, started retweeting this and just showing how dangerous a lot of these white women are. And, uh, And it just gives you that feeling of Emmett Till. You know, this woman knew that she could call. She felt like she could call the police and she was hoping to get a race soldier because she stated this man's race off rip to let them know, hey, this nigger is out here. Uh, You know, filming me and, uh, you know, violating my rights as a white woman in this country, you need to bring some race soldiers out here and punish him and harm him, punish him or harm him, meaning taking his life or beating the shit out of him and so he got all this on film it went viral on twitter and um, this woman's name what's what's this woman's name let's see here amy cooper and she um, people found out who she was and uh, she basically she worked for an investment company um, called uh, franklin templeton and so they went ahead and suspended her they didn't fire her they suspended her so you know what that means they're just gonna wait two weeks until all this blows over and then she's gonna get her job back quietly that's how that works you know anytime you see somebody getting suspended because white supremacists don't get fired they just get transferred right and that's what we we know that for a fact but with this woman getting suspended they'll probably reinstate her you know after it blows over on social media and so she uh So with the pushback, they also uh, she also returned the rescue dog, too, because she was in the video like freaking out. And she's like yanking a dog and the dog is like yelping and screaming because she is literally choking the shit out of this dog. And she can't even hear on the phone what the 911 operator is saying because she's choking the shit out the dog and like freaking out just because his brother told her, hey, you need to put your dog on a leash. And she just felt like, how dare your black ass tell me what to do in this white person's country? And, you know, what's amazing to me is you're seeing a lot of white men, they're kind of you know they kind of stepping up too and like pointing out a lot of crazy ass behavior by these white women because they know how complicit white women are in the system of white supremacy of, of of upholding the system of racism white supremacy because they probably felt like all these years you know white women with this feminist movement and the whole jig of uh we're all sisters in this together let me use this black struggle let me use this you know these other non-white Women to elevate my organization and you know, use white men as the face of you know, uh, misogyny and blah 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 and racism and all this other shit. So now that you see all these Karens freaking out and shit like that it's turning into like hey hey you're complicit too you know you're upholding the system too look at there looky looky loo you know so there's a lot of infighting in white supremacist society that we're seeing right now and uh there was one like i said that lady at the grocery store i didn't finish this story this was an amazing video so there's a white guy outside he's with a mask on and he's wiping down carts sanitizing carts and this woman is about to go into the store. He's like, hey, ma'am, you need a mask. You know, if you don't have one, you know, we can provide one for you or something like that. And she's like, no, I'm not wearing a mask. She's trying to go in. He's like he physically blocks her like, no, you can't go into the store, you know, without a mask on. And so he gets the store manager, store manager comes out with a mask on and she's just like, uh, I need to get my things. And, uh, you know, I have a medical she's lying. She, I have a medical condition that says I, I don't have to wear a mask and uh and she says HIPAA and I'm like what what does HIPAA have to do with your grocery shopping you know what I'm saying that has nothing to do with your goofy ass grocery shopping and then she's talking about and he's like well if you want if you want give me the list I'll go ahead and you know we'll have an employee you know grocery shop for you and then uh you know we'll run your card and blah 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 she's like well I want to grab some personal items and I don't want this person seeing it and I'm just thinking like uh bitch uh the cashier gonna see it everybody's gonna see what you need from in your shopping cart like what like ain't no secret way of covering shit up i mean you can look through a grocery cart like what you gonna do put a blanket over your cart like it makes no fucking sense and then and then and so he's just like well no i'm not gonna let you in here she's like well i need the number to corporate so he goes and you know he goes off to go get a card and the guy's outside still wiping down sanitizing carts with, the, with his mask on she was and he's like just humming to himself and shit like that she's like why are you so happy you know and he's just like oh he's like oh i was a bartender and i got laid off and so i got a job now i'm just happy to be working and she she just got even more pissed she's like uh, you know and then he gives and then the store manager comes back and gives her the card uh you know with the number on it, and she says the name of the store and this is unbelievable and blah 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 and i'm just like you know what all you had to do was just put on a fucking mask you know and then i seen uh people complaining about Costco because Costco will just hand you a mask right at the door like here you go you know just right at the door here you go you need to be wearing this you know and so uh, it's just you just see so many people mainly white women out here losing their fucking minds i saw a woman she is out here butt-ass naked and she has her cash and prizes covered with uh like medical masks and she's talking about this art and all this other shit and she's posing by grocery carts and uh holding like scott tissue and shit like that and it, it it's just the weirdest shit let me read you, too, because I took a screenshot of uh, what she said. Let's see here. I know I'm going to be on here for a minute. It's going to be a long episode, y'all. So y'all just bear with me. Let's see here. She, uh, This woman name is uh, Davida Sal. All right. And she says this is the new abnormal uh, abnormal becoming the new normal. Uh, she blindly obeyed my new artivism since last time I was behind the camera with my super art of sister twin julian so if mask work why six feet if the six feet works why the mask if both work why the lockdown please share your thoughts about the meaning of these images what they are representing for you we like to hear from all of you now more than ever we must express ourselves with the brilliance we were created to be artivism rise up in the lockdown and this woman is butt ass and she has made a bikini out of the fucking medical mask and people are just like what the fuck it is the silliest shit i've ever seen in my life just fucking silly but um let's see what else is on that good old summer damn jam screen um man joe biden went on breakfast club and you know just you know, just hung himself. He just he made some 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 off cuff comment talking about, you know, if you don't vote for me, you vote for Trump. You ain't black. Um, then Simone Sanders, she's from here. Unfortunately, is I, I hate to see her just out here because she's a very intelligent woman. But I just hate to see her out here just, just just defending this man i know she's you know working on the campaign but it's just tough to see her out here defending this fool and it's it's, i think we're going to get four more years of trump i think we will i believe we will um we're gonna have four more years of this bullshit and i told y'all i told y'all you know about a year into this presidency that this motherfucker probably gonna go you know the full term you know even though he was impeached Uh, You know, the Senate didn't do shit. (sighs) So it's just frustrating to have these whack ass candidates. You know, like I said, I really liked Elizabeth Warren and then to see Bernie just drop out. And I'm just like, Bernie, why the fuck are you still just running? Like, it's the same story, like, with uh, Hillary back in, what was that, 2016, like, Bernie had all this, gained all this traction. I even went to one of his rallies back in 2015, and I did a, a podcast about it. and he was talking that, he was talking some cash shit and um then you know then he just bowed down to the dnc it's just like dude why the fuck are you even dealing with the dnc like it's just this whole system is broken it's just like you got to choose between a democratic democratic candidate or republican it's just the whole fucking system is broke you know it just shouldn't just be a two-party system you know what i'm saying there should be some independence in there and everything but it's like if you're independent but you need to run on one of these tickets you know it's, it's still you know it's just like Uh, When I was filling out the midterm election shit, I'm an independent. It's like, well, you got to request either a Democratic ballot or a Republican ballot. It's just like, why the fuck do I have to do that? Like, Why can't I have a ballot with both parties on it? I'm an independent. You know, it's just forcing you to lean left or lean right, but they're two wings of the same fucked up ass bird. So, like I said, I think uh, I truly believe that Trump is gonna get another four years. Um, there's so many people out there who are just like you know just over joe biden never fucked with him you know he's the godfather of the crime bill and you know there's so many old videos of him coming up you know of how crazy he was talking up on capitol hill when he was trying to garner support for that crime bill and shit like that and you know he had obama talking that cash shit you know it was good to hear obama talk some shit about the trump administration because they is fucking almost it's damn near four years into it and they still blaming obama for his fuck-ups for trump's fuck-ups which is just like damn Like you letting this man just live rent free in your head like it's just Obamagate, Obamagate. So now that's going to be the new thing uh, leading into this election, into these debates. And we don't even know what Obamagate is because it's just it's just catchy. So it's just we got two old farts, both of them losing their minds, uh, you know, uh, vying to run this country. It's just it's fucking disgusting, man. I just get so fucking tired of this shit. So fucking tired of this bullshit. It just sucks. Sucks dick. Um, so, yeah, Joe Biden went on a breakfast club and he just pretty much just hung himself like Hillary did, you know. And it's just, they don't ever talk about any fucking tangibles for black people. And it's just so many folks just be wagging their fingers. They want black folks, they want that black vote to be a whore for the Democratic Party. And black folks are just like, no. You work for us. You work for our vote. We ain't got a fucking form like Voltron. You know what I'm saying? To help you out. You know, it's just like we've been we've been doing that for so fucking long. You know, we've been doing that since the Civil Rights Act passed. You know, we've been helping other groups, helping other people. And we, we lost focus on ourselves. And every politician should work for your vote and we all we forget that we forget that these politicians work for us but what else can i put on that good old summer damn jam screen uh man uh um i'll say i'll save doja cat i'll save her for hold this hell yeah, I'll do that. That's I'll definitely do that. But, um, yeah, so it's good to be back. Feels good to be back. Um, I'm glad y'all still rocking with me and still checking in and shit like that. But uh, I'm going to leave it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right. Thank you so much, Tyrone Biggins, for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope in a minute Tyrone how you been I hope you been good I hope you been uh, doing your thing I hope you ain't smoked up your whole uh, $1,200 stimulus check and speaking of stimulus checks um, selling hope like damn dope uh, we have to talk about this that happened last month uh, around time folks got their stimulus check um, can we talk about that pyramid scheme that niggas was doing on cash app uh... if you've been sleeping up under a rock and they probably there's another wave of uh, another stimulus packages sitting up on capitol hill waiting to be passed um... these these niggas is smart (sighs) excuse me excuse me um... so there was this pyramid scheme and i was seeing it all over facebook and uh... snapchat it wasn't on twitter like that people's making fun of it on twitter but it was and it was the, it was pretty much a pyramid, a top view of a pyramid, so it was like a um, it kinda looked like a kind of like a octagon or a hexagon. And it was pretty much you send somebody a hundred bucks to buy into their circle, quote unquote circle, right? They put your name into the circle to get and then you have to get what, eight more people to uh, buy into the circle or get another person to buy into the circle to move your name closest, closer to another round. And then when you get into the circle, everybody pays you. uh, The eight people on the outside pays the person on the inside $800. So they each, the eight people on the outside, so it was an octagon. So the eight people on the outside pay the middle person eight hundred dollars so each person that hundred dollar buy-in goes to that person in the center and you niggas was on here trying to bully and shame folks into doing it oh you must ain't got no money and i was just like what like what you just pay a hundred dollars and you get eight hundred dollars that shit don't work like you supposed to get a stranger to buy into your pyramid and they they were smart. This 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 thing came out. This scheme came out right when the uh, the twelve hundred dollars hit. And I know it's a few of y'all out there that's just like, fuck, I fucked up. And I know it's a few of y'all out there like that. Like yo, I done fucked up. I done I done spent six hundred dollars on six different pyramids or uh, circles. And. Um, But people were real life bullying on this. They were, you know, I had some messages, people hitting me up, talking about, hey, you need to buy into this. This is real, blah, blah, blah. And I would just send them just laughing emojis. No, you must ain't got no money. You broke out here. I'm broke for bullshit. That is my motto. My wife will tell you that I am broke for bullshit. That was the motto when we were saving up for the house. I am broke for bullshit. I didn't buy anything. It was just pretty much stack, 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 stack this paper up. And that's all it was. And, um, yeah, but that, that's always been my model when I'm saving up for something. Be broke for bullshit. I ain't got no money for no bullshit. And uh, so now we got a second wave of stimulus checks, like I said, about to probably hit uh, sometime soon. Uh, I know it's just sitting up on Capitol here right now. <laughs> y'all <laughs> excuse me it like says like four something in the morning right now me recording but um yeah i just thought that was fascinating and i saw some reputable people out here um you know doing that shit that, that that's what was crazy that's what was crazy it's like what the fuck like y'all out here telling folks like bullying folks like hey you need to give me a $100 to jump in this. You, you missing out on some money, blah, blah, blah. And all they were doing was just trying to recoup that money. That's all it was. People were just trying to recoup that money that they lost. That $100 that they lost. Buying into some kind of scheme. That is crazy. So y'all please be safe out there with your money. If it's too good to be true, 99.999998%. It is too good to be true. It's a fucking scam. It's a fucking scam. Y'all have to be safe out here. And I just want to tell y'all that when the second round of uh, stimulus checks comes out, um, y'all need to, you know, don't do nothing dumb dumb with that money. Don't do anything fucking dumb. Please don't. Please. But... I just thought it was fascinating to see people scheming and scamming and trying to bully folks up out of $100, 520s. That's crazy. That is crazy. But I'm glad to see Tyrone Biggums, you know, he still got like $12 of his $1,200 check. So I'm proud of that brother. But uh, anyways, that's been selling hope like damn dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l it's no secret uh we know that we have to give it to doja cat the uh pop singer slash so-called rapper uh this is the uh young lady that went viral from that video uh that bitch on my cow was that like last summer or something like that um so it's coming to light uh, about her racist ways Uh, she is a half black tragic mulatto Uh, her father is a black South African and uh, this woman uh, basically she was one of them cosplay uh, white boy chasing mulattoes you know Uh, and I believe her father wasn't in her life and uh, she would hang out in like these racist chat rooms And how she got exposed. Well, people, black folks really been exposing her for a minute. Like there's a small group of us has been trying to expose her for a minute, uh, especially when she dropped that didn't do nothing and uh, didn't do nothing is D.I.N.D.U.N.U.F.F.I.N. To make fun, uh, white supremacists use this language, you know, they always like to make fun of black folks being harmed by the system of racism, white supremacy. They use this when race soldiers uh, unjustly uh, kill black folks. And, uh, you know, it's a, a play off the phrase didn't do nothing like he didn't do nothing, you know, when a. Uh, Uh, black men and women are killed by race soldiers acting as police officers so they call us didn't do didn't do nothing so she created a song called didn't do nothing and uh, she created that basically to uh, get on them white boys good side you know and she was always combing you know uh, being in white supremacist chat rooms and shit like that yucking it up with them and uh and what's funny now is uh black folks there's like i said it's been a small group of black folks has been warning uh other folks about her but niggas didn't want to hear that shit you know what i'm saying mother niggas didn't want to hear that shit about what she was kicking like hey she did this song didn't do you know people were still out here just bopping and shit like that and now it's gaining more traction because she has this say so song with uh nikki minaj and she told her followers, which were a lot of these incel white boys and uh, these nigger nerds she that she told them hey i'll show my titties you know if you guys stream this to number one so there was this whole campaign of these uh, folks her fans out here streaming and shit like that and then she went on her live this is what fucked her up in the game she went on instagram live and just said i played you guys i'm not gonna show my titties and you know to an incel they just feel like that's that's fucking betrayal if you don't know what an incel is that's involuntarily celibate Uh, These these fuck boys, these fuck niggas out here Who basically, uh, like a white incel They hate, they hate to see like uh, uh, You know, uh, a woman be with a guy You know, who uh, has his shit together Who's an alpha male These are basically beta males They call themselves involuntarily celibate You know, they can't get no pussy Uh, That's just what it breaks down to And so uh you know a lot of these are, you know, geeks online and shit like that. (sighs) Excuse me, socially awkward cats down here in the gang and so they you know when doja said she wasn't gonna show them no no nipples you know some of some of them you know the mulatto titties they they were like oh word and so basically people started bringing up that didn't do nothing song uh they started bringing up her being in these white supremacist chat rooms and shit like that and so people like yo what the fuck? you know they thought you know when the small group of black folks was trying to tell before this wave even started i remember uh i think i talked about this on one of them champagne sharks episodes that i was on um you know just how crazy it is or i might have just been chopping it up with the sharks on twitter but just how crazy it is that um you know, this whole situation is is how she's being elevated and niggas is just like, Oh shit, she thick and light skinned. Fuck yeah, you know, and so she just kinda came uh into this game and then she was talking about uh she just kind of came into the game uh doing uh you know so-called you know blacking it up you know to try to you know get some shit popping. she had that juicy song or something like that with Tiger and now she got this say so remix with Nicki Minaj's shot to number one <sighs> bear with me but um so it was pretty much kind of like the whole Miley Cyrus type thing, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of be edgy and, you know, blacking your music up and shit like that to get some attention and shit like that and to get back popping. Uh, because I guess that, you know, her making that, you know, that bullshit ass, you know, meme of music, um, it wasn't popping. You know, the shit wasn't popping. And so... Um, But her being exposed to the masses now, it got her kind of backpedaling and she released a statement, too. And it was basically saying uh, it's on Instagram says I want to address what's been happening on Twitter. I've used public chat rooms to socialize since I was a child. I shouldn't have been on some of those chat room sites, but I personally have never been involved in any racist conversations. I'm sorry to everyone that I offended. I'm a black woman, half of my family is black from South Africa and I'm very proud of where I come from. As for the old song that's resurfaced, it was in no way tied to anything outside of my own personal experience. It was written in response to people who often use that term to hurt me. I made an attempt to flip its meaning but recognize that it was a bad decision to use the term in my music and understand my influence and impact. And I'm taking this all very seriously. I love you all and I'm sorry for upsetting or hurting any of you. It's not my character and I'm determined to show that to everybody moving forward. Thank you. Right. And so it's just bullshit. Like, she's, she's one of these uh, tragic mulattos that, you know, just wanted to get in good with white boys, you know, chase after some white dick. And that's pretty much all it is. I mean, you see that a lot in that cosplay community, um, you know, being the butt of the jokes. Uh, you see that with a lot of nigga nerds, too. You know, and I'm, I know a few tragic mulattos. Um, I, I, I grew up with a few of them. Uh, basically, you know, they got uh, a white mama. There was one that had a white daddy and a black mama. But um, but a few of them, you know, it's just, you know, they just hang out with the white folks. That's just what it is. And they'll be the butt of the joke and try to be an honorary white person and shit like that. And, you know, they just have this resentment towards black folks. And I, I don't understand that when they being treated like shit, you know, from their white half see what i'm saying so that's just something that always amazed me um and i know one tragic mulatto who has a white husband and he just treats her like shit she used to i used to work with her and she used to just come in crying in the break room and shit and i just couldn't imagine all kind of you know nigger bitches she was just from from him just from some of the shit she'd be talking about how he'd be talking demeaning her and shit like that i'm just like yikes Yikes, you know, and then a lot of them tragic mulattoes they'll even have on their goddamn driver's license that they're white, that that's their race. I'm just like, okay, all right, all right. But the thing is, with this whole Doja Cat situation, uh, you know, like I said, she was you know in them chat rooms chasing after white boys, um, and you can just tell just how quirky and weird she is on her Instagram and shit, her interviews and shit like that, that you know, something something ain't clicked up in her head right you know what i'm saying so she's fine being the 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 butt of the joke you know with a group of white boys or white folks and shit like that and then she made that didn't do nothing song to appease them and you can just see that in these different chat rooms and the evidence that's floating around on twitter and um you know now that she really got got hot you know trying to blacken it up and shit like that you know um trying to be king of the negroes you know with her mulatto ass it's just you know it's kind of you know she shitted on her her uh original fan base with them incels and nigga nerds you know what I'm saying now she's kind of a crossover to popular music now all of a sudden she's being exposed and it's just like wait 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 I didn't mean any of that shit I just was playing that's what white folks do when they uh get busted they just you know say it's just a joke or they were trying to you know flip a term or something like that I was just saying it in jest and all this other shit I love this that and the third you know so it's just bullshit that's all it is it's just straight bullshit from Doja and, um, you know, I don't believe a word that comes out of that woman's mouth. And, uh, you know, this is what happens when you, you know, flip on your, your base, your original base, which was them incels, slash, and them nigger nerds. That's what it was. I was about to say slash nigga nerds, but that's just who her base was, you know, just... She was, and then there was a video floating and she was shitting on like 4C hair and shit like that. So she thinks that she's better than, you know, just full black people, you know, because she got, you know, half of that colonizer blood. So this ain't, you know, she's lying about she wasn't participating in, you know, racist. uh, chat rooms, you know, she wasn't, you know, participating in any of the dialogue and shit like that, and that's bullshit, there's clips floating all over Twitter of her being in there, uh, you know, bullshitting and laughing and, you know, cackling and keeking with bigots, so, and with those alt-right folks, so, Doja Cat, you really have to hold this l and e bro i don't know what the fuck is up with that nigga from hot 97 he up here trying to defend her and shit like that like dog you just got a crush on her that's all that is at the end of the day and you know people are trying to make excuses for her Saying that, you know, oh, well, her daddy wasn't in the picture. She probably only grew up with white folks. I mean, Colin Kaepernick is half white. And he grew up under a white family. His last name is Kaepernick. He was adopted by a whole white family. And look how hard he ride for his people. Like, ride for black folks. Like, get the fuck out of here with them fake ass excuses. So, Doja Cat, you have to hold this L. Get your man. You win. Perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes we have to give it to the university of nebraska um so basically the university is offering free tuition to nebraskans uh with family incomes of 60 grand or less um so it's an accessibility program um So it just was announced uh, about a few weeks ago, probably about three, four weeks ago um, by the uh, NU system president, Ted Carter. So it's the Nebraska Promise Program, and it'll take effect this fall. And it's basically, you know, if the family, if your family makes less than 60 grand, you can, um, you know, you is full-time you know you can be a student full-time at i think it's any nebraska uh campus i think it's like unk unl and um i think it's just amazing because um this will make nebraska more um how should i say this uh, more uh competitive in the job market um it'll boost the economy uh with these these undergrads coming out and basically stimulating the economy uh we're seeing so many people because nebraska has some great schools we do we have like creighton unl um uno and a lot of times uh, with these young folks they'll just leave just because um it's a it's a pretty conservative state omaha isn't omaha is pretty diverse um but it's still segregated so a lot of times uh, a lot of our young people they'll just go off and you know move to the coast Uh, east or west coast or head down south you know head somewhere down to like texas or something like that or florida which i don't get that but uh definitely a lot of folks move you know after they graduate they'll move down south to like uh texas and you know do their thing or move down to georgia mainly atlanta and uh you know take that degree with them and those skills down there Instead of, you know, stimulating the, the home economy, which is understandable. You're young. You want to go out and do some things and, you know, kind of be with some like minded people, which is very understandable. So uh, Nebraska really has some work to do, but this is a step in the correct process and the right. uh You know, this is a correct step in the right process, um you know, to stimulate and kind of keep these young folks here. Because so many times a lot of, uh, you know, there's other you know, bigger schools out of town and pull some talent away too. Um, so this is, you know, hopefully keep some folks at home and, stim- and it definitely will stimulate this economy, which Nebraska does have a strong economy, but uh, this will make it even more, even more stronger. And hopefully, uh, you know, maybe bring some outsiders in, you know, make some, you know, a family might want to relocate here, you know, just seeing something like that, you know, having a new beginning. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with this. But uh shout out to the University of Nebraska for just really doing that and uh, really just reaching out and knowing that education is a way to, you know, achieve some goals and to, you know, elevate yourself, you know, in this capitalistic society. All right. So moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say? Without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So this quote comes from MJ. This was that powerful ending of of the episode seven of The Last Dance. And uh, it was about his leadership style. And, um, you know, I know a few folks out there that are uh, supervisors and managers and shit like that. And you're going through a tough time uh, getting back to work and, uh, you know, kind of leading your team during this epidemic. and this pandemic. And, um, you know, with lack of supplies, proper PPE and shit like that. So I just felt like this quote was very fitting. And this can be used for anybody in life right here. And the, uh, basically, you know, everybody knows MJ's an a-hole. He's an asshole. And uh, he had this quote at the end. He said, so I pulled people along when they didn't want to be pulled. I challenged people when they didn't want to be challenged, and I earned that right because my teammates who came after me didn't endure all the things that I endured. Once you joined the team, you lived at a certain standard uh, that I played the game, and I wasn't going to take anything less. Now, if that meant I had to go in there and get in your ass a little bit, then I did that. You ask all my teammates, the one thing about Michael Jordan was he never asked me to do something that he didn't fucking do When people see this, they're going to say, well, he wasn't really a nice guy. He may have been a tyrant. Well, that's you, because you never won anything. I wanted to win, but I wanted them to win and be a part of that as well. Look, I don't have to do this. I'm only doing it because it is who I am. That's how I played the game. That was my mentality. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. Uh, That was a powerful quote. Mike was tearing up and shit like that, and I I felt that. Uh, Basically, he just... You know, he wanted the best out of people and to experience, you know, what he went through, uh, what it took to be the best. And uh, it's v- just very powerful, very meaningful, you know, especially the beginning when he says, so i pull people along when they didn't want to be pulled. I challenge people when they didn't want to be challenged. You know, that that's that's tough right there, especially if you're in a leadership position and trying to motivate those who are. Who are up under you And you're trying to lead by example You know you're just gonna have to make that tough call And just really you know Get the best out of people So you guys can move like a well oiled machine And that can even go for family too If you guys are trying to reach a goal together And um You know my fellas out there Who are leading the households You know you just really have to step up And be that leader But don't ask anything of your lady That you wouldn't do yourself you know that's the main thing you can't just be a dictator out here you have to lead by example and uh you know the leadership skill has to be um together you know you have to accomplish these goals together it can't just be you know do as i say not as i do all right so this has been episode 176 of do rags and boat shoes I'm sorry for the wait, but, uh, you know, it's just trying to get right on schedule. So here I am, you know, it's, uh, you know, 4.48 in the morning and here I am recording with y'all and making it do what it do. Uh, and I appreciate y'all and uh, I love y'all as always. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned for episode 177 and I'm going to start, I'll probably do a little mini podcast about how to overcome, you know, this uh, depression of You know, most of us uh, black folks, we are staying in the house and being pretty good about, uh, you know, social distancing and things like that. And, you know, for my people who work for all my people who work at home and things like that. So I'll probably do a little mini pod about, you know, overcoming depression probably this weekend. And, uh, you know, things you can do to kind of, you know, keep your sanity going. All right. So I will see y'all in a few days. All right. One.